Hey there, we're Tali and Ophira Adut, identical twins and astrologers. Welcome to Astro Twins Radio, where we bring the stars down to Earth. Hey everyone, it's Ophi flying solo for the last week of February from Barcelona, Spain. So it is leap year, leap day, leap week. It's the end of February. How did that happen so fast? I mean, I feel like we're just starting this podcast on New Year's Day and giving predictions for 2024. And here we're about to go into the third month of the year. But hey, it's rolling along and I hope the year of the dragon has been treating you right. A lot of people I know are feeling a little out of sorts and chaotic and disoriented. And no surprise, because on January 20th, Pluto, the planet of deep transformation, moved into Aquarius for 20 years. So since 2008, Pluto's been almost exclusively in Capricorn, a very different energy. Our whole societal focus has been on Capricorn themes of building, acquiring, having money, the economy, haves and have-nots. And all of a sudden, uh, it's in communal technological Aquarius. I've been saying that community is going to be the new currency, but that is a whole different spiritual monetary system than the one that we're used to. And Pluto and Aquarius is also responsible for the fact that you cannot open your news feed without reading about AI and Google and, you know, just the AI frenzy that's taking over the world and taking everyone's jobs and all this you know, hoopla that's going on. So I know about Pluto. It comes in like a wrecking ball. So everybody, please stay calm. You are not going to be usurped or replaced by a robot. So let all the chaos kind of pass. That is how Pluto enters the chat, but it does not go out that way. So Um, But this week in particular has a few important dates, and it begins on Tuesday when Mars and Jupiter lock into what's called a square. In astrology, we look at the angles between planets. So there are seven main angles, and one of them is a 90-degree angle called a square, and that determines the kind of the, the dialogue between them. We talk about the planets as the actors in the movie of our lives, and When they have a difficult scene, otherwise known as a square, they have a tug of war. You can feel the tension between them. And on Tuesday, February 27th, Mars, which is the planet of drive and action, is going to get into one of those squares, have one of those tense scenes with Jupiter, which is about abundance and expansion. So you can imagine if these were actors, they would be kind of the arrogant ones that demand to have their own trailers and only eat blue M&Ms and, you know, don't allow orchids in their dressing room. So Mars comes in all aggressively. Actually, I think they're they're the kind of planets that would trash the dressing room if they saw a blue M&M too. So (laughs) Mars is in Aquarius, Jupiter is in Taurus. So there's a bit of a struggle between what's good for the group and what's good for the individual. Bratty behavior could abound. And these are both what are called fixed signs. So fixed signs are stubborn, they dig in their heels, and they just hold their ground until they get their way. So you can imagine there's going to be a good amount of diva behavior 
in the air. So your job is to not contribute to that, please, because there's enough of that on this planet and we've got to minimize the chaos. Um, try to catch yourself if you find yourself being a know-it-all or trying to be right or argue to get your way. Sure, you could bully someone into giving you what you want. But you will win the battle and lose the war if you do that. Now, on the other hand, if someone is trying to bulldoze you unfairly at the Mars-Jupiter square, you may need to call for backup, hold your ground, or push back a little bit. So it's definitely a moment for those who typically let themselves be uh, the doormat to stand up and be the doorbell or the door knocker. Just, you know take it easy and walk away if things get too crazy. Wednesday is a day that happens once a year when the sun, which is our life force vital energy, meets up with Saturn, which is restrictive and kind of the sobriety uh, voice of reason. But you know how the voice of reason is sometimes also a buzzkill? That's Saturn. Saturn comes in like you know, I'm the rational kind of auditor of all things. I'm going to inspect everything and find all the flaws. We need Saturn. We need Saturn to make sure we don't build on a shoddy foundation. But Saturn sometimes can be a little too stern and take all the joy out of things. So the one day a year that the sun and Saturn align in the same zodiac sign, we've named it the day of challenges. That does not mean that you won't push through. In fact, you could have a, an amazing breakthrough, but you're going to have to play by the rules. You're going to have to do things by the books that day. So this can be a day when you look at an area of your life where maybe you've been a little too optimistic, or you've been cutting corners, or you haven't really wanted to push yourself and do the hard work. Maybe you have, you know, tried to just make something without having all the parts in place. We all do it. Look, we're all trying to do our best here. But when the sun and Saturn come together, we want to sit down and just take a look at the things we haven't been willing to look at before. And if you're willing to do that, Saturn will reward you. It's kind of like that tough teacher that gives you twice as much homework as the others, but at the end of the school year, you realize you've also learned twice as much from that person's class. So we're in the cosmic classroom on Wednesday, so take it easy. This is not the day to try to, like, squeeze in that extra errand or, you know, you know make it just in time or overbook yourself. Less is going to be more today. Okay, so... Give yourself, don't leap into anything on leap year. In fact, we want to do the opposite of leaping. Now, this weekend, Venus, the planet of love, is um, in, an, in another square, another 90-degree square with Uranus. So same signs as Mars and Jupiter. Venus is in Aquarius and Uranus is in Taurus. It's kind of funny because Venus is the planet of love and connection and bonding and Aquarius is all about freedom. So already Venus is kind of antsy here. Venus wants, you know, a warm hug and some cuddling and affection. And Aquarius is like, I'm not a hugger. Let's just be friends. So, you know, Venus is already struggling to get those, you know, intimate, 
needs met and find a secure attachment with uh, Aquarius, which is an avoidant attacher. And then we've got Uranus, which is the planet that rules Aquarius, um, in Taurus, which is the, the sign that Venus rules. They are in what's called mutual reception. They're in each other's ruling domains. So if Uranus was in Aquarius, it would be happy because it rules Aquarius. If Venus was in Taurus, it would be happy because it rules Taurus. So they would be in their element, doing the scenes and having the conversations and the meals and the experiences that they both love. But instead, they did a little Freaky Friday, switched places, and it's going to be a little freaky for you, perhaps, this Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, look, when things like this happen, squares are uncomfortable and disruptive, but they can also break us free from stagnant plateaus. So this would be the time to really mix things up. Find that sweet spot between the security that Venus and Taurus both want without the constriction that Aquarius and Uranus are allergic to. So if you're in a relationship, this might be the time to talk about like where you might need a little more autonomy and independence or a little more closeness and togetherness if you've drifted apart. You know, we're all doing our own individualistic things in this day and age. It's not like it used to be. So it's very easy to get disconnected from your partner, especially with both of the love planets, Venus and Mars in Aquarius. It's a, it's a you do you, I'll do me, and we'll do each other if we get around to it kind of time. So now, but also with the square, you're going to, again, want to watch the temper kind of a repeat of Tuesday because that hot-headed, quick-to-explode energy is there. So careful over the weekend. Um, luckily, we have a quarter moon on Sunday in Sagittarius, the sign of the truth teller. So the truth will set you free on Sunday if you deliver it with compassion, which Given the cosmic outlook, it would be easy to forget how to do that. So Sunday, um, this is what's called a waning quarter moon. That is the halfway point between a full moon and a new moon. So we're halfway between the Virgo full moon from February 24th to the Pisces new moon. So we've got a week until then. Um, but, you know, we had this uber critical analytical Virgo full moon which is also opposite Saturn so a lot of people were, were very hard on themselves very self-critical maybe a bit extreme with boundaries and feedback and judgments so Sagittarius uh, comes in to make us a little more philosophical like we can't expect perfection from a partner for example or from from a situation of any kind whether it's a partnership or anything a communication a project something that we really want you know the Sagittarius quarter moon is like you can't expect perfection from it but what would look what would doing your best look like what would um, be deeply satisfying? What would inspire you? If you've been trying to be 
do you buy the book and do everything kind of paint by numbers? Maybe that Virgo full moon is, you know, and, and all the sort of rule following that's happened this week. Maybe, you know, with the day of challenges, you got you went, got a little too hard on yourself, a little discouraged, a little defeated. Well, the Sagittarius quarter moon is going to bring inspiration and vision back. So reconnect to what really turns you on, what you believe in deeply, your passions, and you will recalibrate and get back to that Pisces season, imaginative, beautiful creativity that really makes this time of year so magical and special. Do not lose the magic. So that's what's going on this week. And it also happens to be the very last week before we begin our program, Become Your Own Astrologer, our eight-week astrology certification course. It begins March 9th. The doors close this March 3rd at the end of this week. So this is your last chance this year to learn how to read the stars, read birth charts like a pro, and become the astro wizard you've always longed to with us. You're going to want to head over to astrostyle.com slash BYOA. The link is in the show notes and learn about how we're going to teach you how to read birth charts in a way that you can actually retain and explain. When we first discovered our astrology chart in the early 90s, we became immediately obsessed with wanting to learn everything about it. And we bought a million books and tried to learn from them. But what really taught us more than anything was experience, just going out and reading charts, throwing ourselves in the pool, while also having mentorship and the books and the learning. Astrology is a lived experience. It's not just information. Information goes in one ear and out the other. Knowledge comes through experience, interacting with people, and that's what we're going to teach you how to do. We're going to teach you how to speak conversational astrology, not rattle off jargon and gibberish that nobody understands. We want you to be able to sit down with the person that you love, who's in pain, who's lost hope, or sit down with yourself, who should also be a person that you love, when you're not sure what to do and you have a big decision ahead, and be able to use this cosmic roadmap in a way that you can instantly apply where you can make a choice, feel confident about it, know that there's no perfect choice, but that you are aware of who you are or who this person is on a deep soul level in front of you and what a good path for yourself or them might be. The astrology chart is the spiritual source code of being human, in my opinion. And it makes sense. We're all made of stars. So, of course, we need to learn to speak the language of the stars because that is in our cosmic DNA. So no matter what they tell you about AI and chat GPT and technology, which is important too, if you don't know how to speak this language, astrology, the source code for your soul, the chat GPT of the spirit then you are driving through the age of Aquarius without a roadmap. So we would love to have you in Become Your Own Astrologer. We have three levels of it. We have um, our foundations course that everybody has to do. 
It is eight weeks long from March 9th to May 4th. You're going to learn the planets, the zodiac signs, the houses, and the aspects, as they're called, the four-part puzzle of the birth chart. It's all you need to know, and you are going to have the confidence and the clarity to go do those readings and drive the car. And then if you're feeling extra fancy and advanced and you want to drive the Ferrari, we would love to bring you onto our Formula One racetrack. It's our Oracle's level, level two. You can bundle both of those uh, those levels together and save $1,000. Uh, our oracles level, you're, you're going to learn advanced astrology, how to do predictions are called transits, where you look at the moving planets in the sky and make a map of what's ahead. You're going to learn how to read relationship charts, relocation charts, to find out the perfect place on this planet for you to thrive, find love, find success, find happiness. Uh, solar returns, you get a new chart every birthday, and all the kind of advanced, fun, uh, super-powered charts that help you just win at everything. And if you happen to be someone who wants to do astrology professionally, we also have a very small, limited size cohort called our Practitioner Posse, and you're going to work with us uh, in a close one-on-one -on -one way and a small group to learn how to create an astrological business that thrives. We've created a seven-figure astrology brand and business that has made it through every economic up and down. We've been doing it for nearly 30 years, and we want to show you how and why you as a healer, uh, a spiritual entrepreneur, can actually thrive no matter what is happening in the economy and politics and the world around. Those are the times, those difficult times are the time when you are needed most. So we're opening up the vault, sharing our marketing and business secrets, how to succeed without selling out while still being a good human being with integrity because what's the point otherwise. So we would love, love, love to have you in any and all of those become your own astrologer levels with us. Doors close March 3rd. So this is the week to enroll or apply and join us in the age of Aquarius as one of the leaders. You are needed and you are needed now. Have a great week, everyone. As always, thanks for listening. You can discover more of your star power at AstroCell.com and be sure to follow us on social at AstroTwins. Join us next time for more cosmic fun.